Hi everybody, welcome back to the Talent Managers podcast. Today we're back with episode 8. Sorry that we've taken a little kind of hiatus here and there. We have been busy. So busy. We always say that we're going to like pre-record more and be on it, but I feel it's like hard. we are just a pod as we go type of podcast, like yeah. when we can. I also quite like to be able to talk about like what we've been up to or like current things. So today we're going to be discussing if you need a talent manager or not, if you need an agent, if you need an influencer manager. Yeah, like you guys always want the more informative side of like how the, the industry actually works and how to get involved in it. So this is going to be one of those episodes. So we're going to be talking about what talent management is, who it's suited for, how to find a talent manager, and just like our general tips and advice. But before we get into that, us as talent managers, we've been busy lately. We have. We've been booked and busy. And the next couple of weeks are as well booked and busy. I was going to say, I feel like the first couple of months this year were quieter, but they they weren't even. I feel like we have been nonstop. Yeah. We always say that every episode. I know. (laughs) Um, Also... Apologies if I have a lisp when I speak some words. I've got, and I've still, I always had the Invisalign before, but I now have the uh, attachments on my teeth that are making them even tighter. So I have a lisp. Anyway, just thought I'd point that out. You're going to have perfect, beautiful, pearly whites. What's been happening? Is that my nails? Yeah, they are nice. I like having almond shaped. Oh, I know, I really need to. It's actually so nice. Mine are a nice glazed um, Hailey Bieber. Mm. glazed nail speaking of Hayley Bieber it girls so as you'll have probably seen on TikTok I love the fact that like she's had this thing she went through with Scott because obviously Scott was like in love with Courtney yeah and I just love that like she's gone sort of from like what appeared to be quite a toxic relationship to like a mature you need to go through your Scott Disics to get to your what's his name Elliot Granger I have no idea I don't keep really up date with all these it girls and I think because you know what we were talking about how the Kardashians are going to kind of like make a bit of a an exit of being like the it girls or the, the yeah influencers. she's definitely come out as one of she, the front yeah. for that and I you know what I love the kind of more mature style let's move away from the Y2K yeah. trendy let's go timeless I feel like she has pieces. really found her thing fashion wise because I have seen a bunch of the TikToks where it's like her style glow up Mm -hmm. and her style has always been good like even the befores I'm like I would wear like that's still nice yeah 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 um it's not like fast fashion trend central or anything or any of it looks outdated she's just gone for a more classic timeless mature type of which style but I did see a tweet this morning that was like she's the blueprint and it was photos of Sophia Ritchie in her like Chanel pink mini jumpsuit thing mm. but a play suit and someone just quote tweeted it and was like the blueprint for what <laughs> <laughs> like she's she's not the blueprint yet you know what that toweling play suit mm-hmm. you know it reminded me of do you remember when everyone had those jaded london play suits there yeah. was like a blue one a green one a pink one yeah i wasn't i wasn't a fan of that yeah i had yeah. one. Oh, did you never wore out that's though. so shocking yeah, it's not your kind of thing at no. all not at all but yeah, I really am here for it. And she seems, like, quite sweet. Also, guys, Amy got a new camera. The G7X. Oh, yeah, let me know. I mean, the camera I'm filming on is also a different camera, but that's my... Yeah. I know that this is lovely. Yeah. This. What you're seeing Eva on. Give them a wave, Eva. 
This is a new camera, so let me know your thoughts. I really think I might need to buy it for the summer. Yeah. Because everyone's been taking pictures on the G7X and it looks great. Oh, it's amazing. 10 out of 10 for photos. Videos, autofocus needs a bit of work, but... Right. It's it's reliable and it's one camera that I can put in my bag and take photos with. Yeah. As well as, like, record. Did it's you got best of both. Did you sell your Sony flash? <sighs> yes, I did. I need to sell mine. I'm never using it. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Emmy do this thing where we get ideas in our head and like we get we're s- we have bad impulse oh control. my god like yeah it, we're so impatient that we're like if we're gonna do something we're gonna do it now mm-hmm. if I decide that I'm gonna get this camera you're getting it we're tomorrow. both gonna get them like right now and you had it yesterday yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah we we don't wait we no. really just jump so I was like we should get a flash for our Sony's and I told you the one I had and it was sold out so you just went and bought like the a next one. best thing but it was. <laughs> so big and shit. I can't carry it anywhere. It's, it's not practical. That's no. the, the reality of when yeah. you're so impatient like us. I know. I think I might need to sell it. But anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. There are a few things that we are being patient with though. Yeah. Work-wise. I mean, like, we just came back from Glasgow for this RBS mentor match event thing because they're launching a new app Mm-hmm. that sets you up with mentors if you're like an entrepreneur or business owner and you can connect with other people to get like help and advice on things which is a really great idea mm-hmm. I think there's not that much there's not really anyone in Edinburgh doing many workshops mm-hmm. or events or things so I think that's something that we could think about mm-hmm. yeah just keep an eye out yeah I'm like I wonder if other people would be interested in learning more about the brand side and the influencer side in person I don't know if that's of interest to anyone in Edinburgh or Glasgow area. Areas. Yeah. But if any any brand people are listening... You know you're listening, Roxanne. <laughs> <laughs> Get in touch. But yeah, anyways, let's jump straight into do I need a talent manager? What even is talent management? Let's start there. Well, I was actually having this conversation with um, Adam last week. Like, talent is such a broad term. Yeah. Like, I think that's probably why some people use the term, like, influencer manager mm-hmm. or influencer management rather than talent management. I just prefer talent, the word talent because I feel like it's more broad. It means that someone could be, like, a model or an influencer. It doesn't like, confine them to one box. Yeah, they could be a makeup artist and they're, they could have an agent. Yeah. Like, ta- like, it doesn't, it kind of opens up more... Mm-hmm. a wider range of work opportunities um, yeah. it's basically just management for talent it's exactly what the word is <laughs> yeah. talent is someone who has usually an online platform mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be big it can be small as long as you have like an engaged community and mm-hmm. you're working with brands and people in the industry on a regular basis that's usually what talent management is um, It's. I think a lot of people think that influencer management or talent mm-hmm. management is going to help you grow Mm -hmm. and while that is an element like your talent manager and agency that you're with usually want you to grow and will help you to get there it's not that's not the main that's not their sole purpose no i think it's important to think about like this as well like if they aren't making you money or if you aren't making money Mm -hmm. then i think someone that wants someone to kind of almost help them to grow need a consultant yeah. Or they need to be paying like, a consultancy fee. And I, I find that a lot of people don't know what talent management is because when they're reaching out, they're usually asking, like, they want to they want to start working with the brands, they want to yeah. grow. 
um, they're currently a private account that doesn't mm-hmm. know yeah, how to become an influencer. Yeah. And they want this, and then they're asking, like, how much does it cost? How much do I pay for that? And I definitely think that gets confused with, like, coaching and consulting and other yeah. types of services that people out there do offer. But that's not what talent management is. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. Definitely a big part of our job is to guide and to advise... But I think kind of what we're basically essentially saying is that we can't really help people unless they've got an initial platform, unless they've kind of already got some brands that are reaching out to them directly and that are interested. Mm -hmm. I think that, like, I definitely advise and guide and say, you know, you should try this or how about you do this or, like, do more reels, do more of this, do more of that or this content did really well. But there needs to be a kind of, a base already there it's it's not really possible for for us to kind of work with someone who like Emmy said like has a, a private Instagram account and has just reached out to us and said like oh like I want to become an influencer like can you help me sort of thing mm-hmm. I know that there are people out there that kind of offer management services for people who want to become influencers yeah but I think be very wary of that as well well, the way that talent management actually works is usually, from our experience, can't speak for every agency out there, mm-hmm. but there will be an agency, and in the agency they have agents, people that work for them. Some agencies can have one or two people, some agencies could have like 10, 100 plus, however many. And each agent will be assigned talent to manage and represent. And you can apply for talent management through the agency directly by reaching out to them on their website or emails or however they do that or they can scout you they could dm you they could email you um and ask to have a chat with you and see if talent management is something you'd be interested in that's usually how it works and then the ratio of talent to manager can vary completely Hmm. and we know of some agencies that have like thousands of talent to one manager which is just not insane yeah we don't have more than five girls. we've got four girls four. per agent right now right we wouldn't mm-hmm. do more than five because i think just like the hours and the way it works out mm. that's, yeah i get you that's personally what we do how it works then once you've you know you've got an agent and you've either reached out to an agency or an agent's approached you what they'll do is they will arrange all collaborations and brand work on your behalf so there'll usually be contracts involved and stuff. I know some agencies can ask you to sign contracts for like three years Crazy. straight up. Others can do month to month. There can be a trial period. A year is usually standard term mm-hmm. for a contract. And there's a lot of things to look at in, in these contracts, which we could go into completely separately later another time. Or mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But the contract will usually just state that they are able to work on your behalf and that's what they do they will outreach to brands they'll have their own network of brands that they work with you'll have like an email in your bio that these brands will then log into you won't have access to this email this is just for your talent manager to run and they'll run all of your campaigns all of your paid work etc so this is why it's kind of important to have a platform already then not be a creator that's never worked with a brand before so it doesn't really matter about followers and stuff it's like they're there to manage the workloads you already have and the brand sponsorships you have as well as like get you more and like perks of talent managers are they usually 
will get you better rates, better mm-hmm. work. They have their own brand contacts with like the big dream brands that you've always wanted to work yeah. with. So it's a 50-50. It's a two-way relationship. And then they make their money by taking a percentage of the cut that they arrange of that brand deal. So usually it's 20%. Mm-hmm. It can vary though. Um, a lot of places will charge an agency fee. Yeah. I don't like agency fee. <laughs> yeah. I think that it's difficult because some places just kind of claim that they, that they charge an agency fee and don't disclose how much the agency fee is going to be. Yeah. So the way I work is I'll say I will add on the agency fee on top of the work that I confirm, but that is included in the overall so when and that's never more than 20% when you pitch brands yeah do you give them a total number including I give fee? them a total number including the fee that's what I do I yeah. know there's some brands that on the brand side of stuff I've worked at they'd be like these are her rates plus agency fee yeah I think and then we ask them like how much is the agency fee because they don't usually disclose yeah and they'll be like oh it's 20% or it's this and that but I yeah. think one thing as I mentioned contracts earlier if they if you're speaking to an agency that has agency fees get it in writing what that fee will be because some mm-hmm. agencies will say it's going to be no more than 20 percent but if it's not in writing they could take like 70 percent yeah and you, you would never know. know yeah which is really not not ideal. great yeah and there are still a few that are doing it yeah but it's just not great these are things to to be more aware of and uh consider when looking into talent management and mm-hmm. hopefully we can get everyone doing things properly yeah definitely <laughs> i think that the more people the more like, people know about it yeah, the more, more awareness and yeah i think that there's a lot of like kind of agencies out there now that are kind of taking advantage almost of people that like want to be influencers and like agencies that do like they pay them like a monthly fee and then they just get them like gifting and stuff do you know like the about? talent pay a monthly fee yeah yeah there are quite a few <sighs> and i get with that that is like they're always called like something influencers or something and their their pages will have like oh we're working with this brand like if you want to work with them dm us but then in the captions like you must be one of our influencers to apply but when you go to apply you have to pay a fee yeah it's usually like those places yeah it's just to me it's bizarre because that's not real talent management no that's that's that's, is that even like that's like consultancy yeah to me it's it? more it's, to me that's kind of like an mlm version of a yeah. talent management agency even right, though yeah. i don't think there are i mean there are yeah. tiers that you can pay for right okay in terms of like the work you want to get like it's definitely yeah. a pay-to-play kind of yeah brand and they do like i've seen some people be like they've gotten like a lot of gifting with brands they've yeah. got like boohoo and lullabells and all that mm-hmm. through these places like they do work with brands mm-hmm. um but you almost have to like when they post these things where it's like we're working with this brand or mm-hmm. for collabs like reach out you kind of have to pitch yourself to the agency even though you've already paid to be in it of, like, yes so i want to do it and this is why but then mm-hmm. i've also seen that one of them opened the headquarters and they were saying, oh, if you want to book in, you could pay to go and visit the headquarters and have, like, a photo shoot and stuff oh, done in yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. Like, that's not a real talent management agency. No. That's its own version. It's it's definitely more of a Consult- consultancy type of thing. And, I mean, if people are happy to pay and enjoy being a part of something, then yeah. it's getting their foot in the door and they're mm. learning. But also, that's not normal. Not that's not a standard no. talent agency in the industry definitely not what we do the top tier creators are not with 
agencies like, like that. that yeah. yeah. So, and if you just listen to us, listen to the podcast, <laughs> get involved with what like we're, we're sort do- of doing. Yeah. Then, then you you'll be able to do it yourself without a hundred percent. Like the advice that we're sharing and stuff that we we say isn't to get like all of you guys to come and join us and yeah hand us cash like that's that's no. what we're just trying to educate and spread awareness so you can go and do these things yourself and like things to look out for and yeah just our experience because we were both creators firsthand and we both manage ourselves yeah so like influencers yeah yeah talent management agencies are usually they take a percentage on the work that they set up for you and and the work that you have they saw all your work so any money you get paid they get a cut of that there are some agencies that are non-exclusive so like we work on an exclusive sort of basis so everyone that we manage like all their work goes through us essentially unless stated otherwise before we start working together yeah because like if, if brands dm my girls mm-hmm. and are like we have this event coming up and stuff uh-huh. they're not going to get in trouble for responding to that. yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. they don't have to pass everything no. over it's more just like the gifted paid work yeah like brands they work with gifted who they want to turn into paid work you usually just get sent my way but as long as they say hey x brands message me for gifting and i've i've taken it just so you know yeah that's all good the loop. Yeah. yeah but there are some agencies that like people are a part of like various agencies and they just put them forward for work and like they still have their own personal emails in their bio yeah 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 do you know what I'm talking about a lot of people think that having a non-exclusive management would be a lot more flexible and I think it depends on where you are in your career and how much help you want because like exclusive management they don't make money unless you make money so they're gonna be going out of their way to try and like get you as much work, work as possible so they make money off you yeah so if you have emails and they have emails and then you email a brand, for example, let's say Pretty Little Thing, mm. you're emailing Pretty Little Thing for collabs on them and you're setting up paid, but then they email Pretty Little Thing themselves for gifted work. Yeah. Then you've got one person who's got speaking to an agent and talent for and two different things. It just, yeah, like... Yeah, it gets complicated. It gets, it gets so complicated. And especially if, like, yeah. I find that most people who email will just email for gifting or anything they can get. Mm. and then don't realize they're shooting themselves in the foot because they could be getting paid work yeah yeah totally get you so i think you know there's a lot of pros and cons to Mm. to to both of them but we do full exclusive management it's good because you you end up having like i think a better relationship with your talent as well oh yeah i mean like i don't work normal like we are not traditional compared to other agencies. Yeah, we don't work. We work on a month-to-month basis. Like, the girls sign a year contract. I, I don't work month-to-month. I worked month-to-month, yeah. Right, so we've month. got a, a year-long contract. They right. sign it for a year, but it right. works on a month-to-month basis. Okay. So all they have to do is give us two weeks' notice. Really? Or usually for the end of the month, yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, I don't want to manage someone who doesn't want to I be get managed you. by us. I get you so much. But, like, we will finish up all paid work and, yeah, and yeah, collabs yeah. And, and stuff for yeah. that. And that's yeah, yeah. worked really well for us. Yeah. That's good. No, I totally get you. Because, I mean, I'd be the same. If someone didn't want me to manage them, then all they're going to do is resent you. Oh, yeah. Like, if you had someone trying to get out of a contract being, like... I've got seven months left with you, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be here anymore. And you're like, well, you have to stay for the year. Yeah. And then they're like, I'm going to get lawyers involved. And there's and a lot of places that will absolutely put their foot down and say, they will be like, you cannot, cannot leave. leave. Yeah. Let's talk about who talent management is suited for. Mm-hmm. So, as we've touched on it already. Yeah. 
I think right now, because engagement can kind of be a bit all over the shop, mm-hmm. I kind of look for people that I think that their content is really good and their content is what brands will like. Yeah. Because a lot, I find now, brands are putting a lot more budget into user-generated content and then boosting it themselves. Yeah. I think number one for me is that their content is of like a really good standard. I would say number two, it's that brands are already sort of interested in them because I know that I have contacts that can get them work. Yeah. But I think as we've said, like it is like a two-way kind of relationship. So I think for both parties to get the most out of it, it's probably good that they already have brands are interested in them yeah i think that's pretty vital like you said there's not a set number of followers or like a set i think back in the day it was sort of like oh you hit this number but you it's could... that's so weird to me because i know some people would say 10k other people would say 100k i know some people would be like once i hit 150k i'm gonna quit my job and i'm like why is that the milestone yeah. like uh-huh. where do these numbers come from because yeah I know people under 10k who were making a lot more money than people over 100k. So, yeah, there's definitely not a set number um, or a set, like, yeah, I think it's it's all kind of to do with brand's interest. I think, like, the if we're talking, like, when someone is going to, like, profit so yeah. much off it that they can make it, like, a full-time job, I think it's really dependent on... I mean, brand I, interest rather than set following. Yeah, I also sense. think it depends on your niche. Yeah. Because... If you do fast fashion, yeah. it's such an oversaturated area that mm-hmm. there are hundreds and thousands of people already working with these brands and doing it for free. So realistically, yeah. you're not going to make a lot of money unless you're like a top tier creator in that yeah, definitely. area. But like, for example, if you're a a vegan mummy blogger mm-hmm. and you have really high engagement and you've built a community, I know girls that have gone into now working with like Lucy and Yak as a model in their campaigns and getting yeah. taken paid attendance for festivals and doing mm-hmm. stuff working with food brands working with mommy brands working yeah. with higher and sustainable fashion like you're able to target mm-hmm. more because you're different yeah definitely and you're the top in that in that area i think depending on your niche and the content that you make mm-hmm. that can also help give you a level up it's like mm-hmm. do you want to be a big fish in a small pond type of situation or or a small small fish fish in a a big big pond pond. yeah for sure but it's also like we've said so many times fast fashion brands have way smaller budgets compared Mm -hmm. to like tech or lifestyle oh yeah i think also like something that i realize more and more the more i longer i work in the industry is that people that i would look for to work with are people that are very determined yes people that will treat it like Treat it like a job and really, like, put their... Not put their all into... Well, yeah, put their all into it. Put as much as they can into it. People that actually love what they're doing and really enjoy it and love creating content. Because people, like, I have... Some of the girls I work with, like, but most of the girls I work with are very, like, they are so passionate and they want to do really well. I'm sure you're the same. Mm -hmm. Like, they are so keen to succeed and, like, they just love what they do and they feel so lucky and grateful to be able to do it as a job. So, like... I try and get that vibe off of people when I'm speaking to them about signing because I'm like, I want to see how much they want to do well because if they want to do well and they're going to treat it like a job, like they're going to have great consistency. They're going to stay up to date with what what works for them, what is trending, which 
you know that's trends are different to each person um but yeah it's like they're the ones that are gonna make the effort and last in the long run because they actually care and are passionate like was when we were doing um oh last episode i think it was or the episode before Mm -hmm. that like hot takes and stuff and yeah i was saying like some people don't want to be influencers or don't take it seriously Mm -hmm. as a job yeah i just think that's just a red a red flag to me like people who Mm -hmm. just expect the influencer treatment but like if i'm gonna have to chase you six times for you to do your agreed contracted work yeah you've already said that you do then why are you doing this yeah you know so yeah yeah a certain type of person that i i would personally take on i'd also want someone nice yeah and i think as well like especially running an agency like i know not every agency works the way that we do but i think we are quite like we like to get everyone together we like to get them out to do things we're very hands-on and like yeah like get everyone together so people that can work well in a group they don't necessarily have to be the most confident person ever but just people who are supportive and, and nice and do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because we end up providing, like, collaboration opportunities between mm. our own talent. Like, some of yeah. my talent, like, Bethany and Julia yeah. were both paid to do a duo reel for mm. for a brand. Because, yeah. like, they're friends and yeah, that was hang really, out together, yeah. like, f- through the agency. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, other opportunities that come with it. And if you can't get on with everyone else, yeah, then you're probably not going to be the right fit. Yeah. That's but like I know other agencies don't care about that yeah some agencies I mean not, well, to be honest like I would still take someone on that like isn't keen to be involved in all the group no, things no you don't have to be yeah. it's just like don't be mean yeah be supportive others, like, yeah. to everyone else and yeah be for nice sure. don't like snobby people people who think they're above others or yeah. people who like going back to what you're saying people who actually want to make content people who don't want to make content unless it's paid that's yeah. like I I don't like that. Like if you're like I'm not gonna post something unless it's a paid sponsorship. You'd need to You're not gonna be able to grow an auth- organic, yeah. authentic audience. Yeah. And I think that more like the more that people become aware of influencers, more aware of how much they're getting paid, mm-hmm. I think it was becoming even more important to be doing content and posting stuff that's not just the stuff you're being paid to do. Like I'm not saying you need to like accept free things from everyone. I just mean like it is so important to post things that are like Amy said, like organic and authentic and things that you've actually went out and or you've got in your wardrobe already or things that you've gone out and bought like yourself. Yeah, not like forced or fake or like I only post this because I had to. Or... Yeah, and people can tell. Yeah, well, yeah. Only the hun- that, that's had that's to. the the big thing at the end of the day. Yeah. It's like people who don't care about the content that they're making. It does show. Yeah, like definitely. brands don't want to pay for that. No, not at all. So, so yeah. how to find a talent manager? I think that... Research is the most important thing. Yeah. I think that, obviously, having friends in the community helps. Yes. Because you can, like, get people's experience um, with certain companies. One of the things I would say is, like, a manager might get lots of work for one person and might not be able to get as much work for another person. I think that find people that are at the same sort of level as you in terms of following engagement, yeah. similar content style, see who they're with. Kind of if you can like reach out and have a chat and be like, hey like do you recommend your management? I think a lot of the time there's some agencies that can look so good from the outside. Yeah, but and in the inside like shambles. Yeah. Or there's also places that might be getting people a lot of work or high paid work but 
it's a really toxic, awful environment to be in and mm-hmm. their managers are talking rubbish about them behind their back and things like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's I, difficult, though. Yeah, I definitely think research, like, look at the... I'd say look at your favourite talent. Like, yeah. your, the talent you follow and, like, what you aspire to be. Like, see who they're represented by because that will give you an idea of the different mm-hmm. agencies out there. Then also yeah. have a look at other people in your sort of niche who you follow like who you'd say your like main competitors are yeah but like you know yeah other people like you who they're represented by and i definitely think seeing if you can get any recommendations or find out from others i think if someone's in an agency and you reach out and you're like hey what's your agency like they're usually going to be like oh it's great i love it yeah otherwise they wouldn't be with with them. them yeah there's been a few times where someone's like I'm trying to leave, like, don't, yeah. don't. So, you know, yeah, to, like, yeah. avoid. But yeah. I also think when you're looking for an agency, there's a few, like, red flags and things or, like, questions mm-hmm. I would think of. Because, like, at the end of the day, it could feel like when you're trying to find talent management, like, you want to apply and you want them to accept you. You want mm-hmm. them to want you. So, like, yeah. don't get disheartened if they say no or you don't hear back. Yeah. There's just thousands of people a day also applying. Yeah. But also at the same time, like you don't need to overly impress them yeah they should be impressing you and t- seeing what they could offer you yeah it's a two-way thing yeah for sure. i think f- important things to like f- ask or find out um is the agency fee the percentage of that how much mm-hmm. they're going to take from you mm-hmm. how their sort of system runs in terms of like when you're going to get paid fee transparency mm-hmm. your actual collabs and stuff when they're set up like how they work is it all on emails is it on whatsapp like do Mm -hmm. they have any documents and stuff they share with you so you can like see things Do they have calendars just Mm -hmm. like the general day-to-day of how it runs see if that works for you Mm -hmm. because some agencies i know will just email only and you're having to constantly chase them over emails and that's crazy you get another one is how many talent to managers are there Mm -hmm. is your manager also going to be managing 30 other people yeah, the other thing I want to say about that, so I think, do you know what, I don't know, it depends, because, for example, mm-hmm. I am the only, currently the only manager in my agency, right? But that's different to other agencies that Yeah, have 30 people to one. And they're all they're at, like... Part-time interns, or... Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they don't... This is your full-time job. Yeah. You work seven yeah. days a week. Yeah, that's true. So, I think finding out and yeah. asking questions of, like, the managers, is it their full-time job? How many yeah. other people are they managing? How much time could they give to you? Yeah, and I think it also just depends on, like, workloads, because obviously some people come with a large workload because of the yeah. amount of inquiries that they get mm-hmm. other people could might get honestly two emails a week and the rest yeah. is outreach which again is a whole other kind of workload in itself but so it's it's yeah. not necessarily like i'm here saying don't sign with anyone unless yeah. they only have like five other people or less yeah. it's just like finding out the how they work yeah how their agent works and how that fits in with you because some people who work Mm part-time who don't need a lot of communication and stuff yeah or just want an extra additional hand will have different needs to someone who needs like a one-to-one yeah someone who needs like someone to speak through things with them every single day because they have work to complete every single day and like do you know what i mean yeah but um i think as well though like just from being in the industry and hearing stories and things like that I think that the agencies that are really good they kind of like it kind of changes all the time Mm -hmm. because I can think of some that 
last summer, I would have been like, wow, they're doing amazing things. Whereas, like, now, I'm like... No. But it's also, like... like, It changes all the time, and new agencies are also always popping up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've seen and heard of different talent managers moving from agency to agency, Mm -hmm. moving around but also people leave and then start their own or do their yeah, own thing that's like, quite common yeah yeah so i don't think like don't latch onto the idea of one agency or one thing yeah and i th- i mean i think it's important if you're uk based to have a uk based agency mm-hmm. just for like payments and currency yeah. and taxes and things like that it's just so much easier but events and stuff too but also if you're in scotland you can be managed by someone down in england yeah yeah yeah. like it's you you don't have just because you're scottish doesn't mean you have to join a scottish based agency i think also it's important to say like you know you might see your favorite influencer signed by a massive agency down in london right Mm -hmm. that's not to say that they are getting any more work than someone who is with A a smaller agency elsewhere do you know what i mean like it's you never know what's going on behind, behind the scenes, the scenes. Yeah. yeah and a lot of people are stuck in contracts guys with agencies that's the other thing it's oh yeah so many like people we speak to are like i like i literally have multiple people that have been trying to sign with me that are stuck in current contracts with agencies that they need to, that have been signed for like two years and they can't get out of it I would definitely recommend a trial period. Yeah. Because not every agency is going to be the right fit for every person. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone has different styles of how they like to be managed and how they manage. How they like to work, yeah. I think it's, in, like, don't just join one, put all your eggs in that basket, and then, like, force it to make it work. Like, if it's not the yeah. right fit for you, it's okay to walk away and find another one. Yeah, for sure. But I also think people need to be realistic with their goals like if you've joined five different agencies in one year yeah. and you're not getting many collabs or as many as you thought then maybe you need to reevaluate like it's probably not the agency it's probably not probably yeah like yeah there's probably things that you could be looking at because i know a few people just slag off agencies and are like see that they should be making yeah. me more or this and that and it's like at the end of the day really like i yeah is it there's some things to yeah consider and think about so you know the other thing right this is something just to point out Mm -hmm. something i've really discovered from working in the industry as well is that there's some agencies that have like a name for undercharging or charging like very low rates oh yeah so like i have a friend right I can't say more than what I'm going to say. But she went from one agency to a different agency. And she basically was receiving like £200 for a TikTok from this one agency, from Mm -hmm. this brand. Went to a different agency. Mm -hmm. And the first month that she signed, she got 1.5k for a TikTok. And she was getting £200 with the first agency. Yeah, like, you can definitely kind of see that I know, and I know from speaking to friends that work in brands. Oh, yeah, like, how many times have you heard, like, oh, this smaller creator got paid double what this big name brand did uh-huh. because the agency rates were so small? Yeah. Like, I think fee transparency mm. is really important, and, like, to talk to your 
create yeah. your friends who are with other agencies. How much did you find get out for how that? much they're making if they're comfortable yeah. talking about it and you're yeah. comfortable talking about it. Find out to see if like you feel like you should be making more if your agency is undercharging. Yeah. And just go speak to your agency about that. Because mm-hmm. if you feel like your rate should be up more, yeah. that's a conversation to have with them. And yeah. you can meet in the middle. They might be like brands are not even wanting to pay your current rates well this is the thing this is that's the thing, another right? thing like the flip side of it there is the total flip side of it but it's to do with the talent it's to do with the influencer like not being able to get as high of a fee like there's within the girls that i manage like some of them could be at the same kind of level of following yeah right and one of them could get paid 900 pounds for something mm-hmm that the other is getting paid £500 for. And they might have the same following, as in numbers, Yeah. but their con- the brand might just prefer their content or the brand might just think that their like, insights and audience align more with... There's so many There's reasons so many why. Things. Yeah, it's also like if you're active on other platforms and have yeah. more of a following on other platforms, mm-hmm. like that can influence your engagement. And if yeah. you could have the same amount of followers as someone else, their engagement could be higher and mm. they do more commercial type of content yeah. and work and a brand would want that over over yours. It's mm. not that your content's bad. It's also like mm-hmm. if a hair brand are reaching out, you could have more followers than someone else and they pick someone else because you don't have any hair related content. Yeah. Like it there's so many factors that you can think about. Like yeah. it's ultimately like the brand's decision at the end of the day what they mm. want and what they're looking for. And we they don't always tell us that. Yeah. So it's it's never a matter I mean, for us, of like, mm-hmm. we're not trying hard enough. We're not yeah. doing hard. There's just so many other factors to to think mm-hmm. about. I think I've said so much, but I don't want to overload. Yeah, overload your little brains. <laughs> yeah, with too much information. But yeah, I mean, I think we definitely are gonna try and do more mm-hmm. to educate. Um, and just share. Yeah. So watch out. Keep an eye out because we are gonna be doing something yeah if you're in scotland make sure you're following us yes or even if you're not you might be able to come up and you know maybe do something okay i'm gonna leave it there for today thank you so much for listening guys hope you have a fab week and we'll see you next week see ya